we here at Hameen Media Group proceed to grow exponentially month by month. And we could not do it without our army of loyal listeners, as well as the absolute best sponsors in the free market today. Hameen Media is proud to give our 100% guarantee that our sponsors offer the absolute very best in their respective industries. And all of them offer products and services that will be of tremendous value to you. Not able to go to a gym? Or would you rather train at home to improve your health, lower your risk of getting sick, or have the body you always wanted? Then check out Stevie Richards Fitness, the most valuable workout program you can find in 2020, costing just a fraction of what the big companies charge, but with unmatched superior quality at StevieRichardsFitness.com. And after your workout, you'll probably be hungry, but how can you be sure what you're putting in your stomach is of premium quality? can't speak for other brands, but we can speak of Zordo's olive oil. Does your olive oil at home say ultra premium? Ultra premium is a distinction that olive oil brands can only legally claim if they meet very strict standards and guidelines. Most olive oils cannot meet such rigid requirements, but Zordo's olive oil does with its imported ultra premium Greek olive oil. Taste the difference for yourself at Zordo'sOliveOil.com. And speaking of consuming quality products, it's important to start your day off on the right foot. Don't run it by drinking watered down bean juice. Wake up and have a cup of bro, bro. With the Coffee Brosters, the only place you can get the limited edition Vince Russo coffee. Organic Nicaraguan fair trade coffee roasted to perfection with notes of milk chocolate and walnut straight from the farm to your coffee mug at thebroasters.com. And of course, you can't profile without style. And what better way to look stylish and support your favorite independent wrestling talent than with some swag from Pro Wrestling Tees. Offering original merchandise for your favorite pro wrestlers you can't find anywhere else and a great way to give back to those who sacrifice their bodies for our entertainment. Check out all the latest and greatest pro wrestling shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. Thank you once again to all of our sponsors as well as our loyal listeners. We cannot do what we do without you, and we are only just getting started. We cannot express our gratitude enough. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Space, a final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Welcome back to, it is not Triple D Star Trek podcast anymore, it is now the Academy.
with DZ and Big John. Yeah. Uh, guys, we have renamed it because guess what? I need to get my man, Captain Cisco's boy, John Enright. He needs some shine, Dang. you know, and I love the name of the Academy. It's great. And also, too, we're here to educate people about Star Trek. And that's what the Academy did. The Academy yeah. educated the cadets to eventually go into Star Trek. So, so John, how are you tonight, my friend? Dude, I am so good, man. It was such a good day. Got to do with the church and then got to go to a friend of mine. His uncle has a place here in the area. It's got Cajun food like back home. So I got nice. me some Cajun food. Oh, I got me some man. gumbo that's frozen. I took it home. So I'm going to have oh, some gumbo man. this week. Woo! I am. Oh, I'm so fired <laughs> up now. So fired up, man. Just like, bro, bro, I am I'm so jealous. I, I love Cajun food. So. Oh, man. And, but, like, that's the problem is, like, you know, when you go to places up here or somewhere that's not Louisiana, they have mm-hmm. to dumb it down. So it's not the yeah. same. And, you know, I mean, this is home cooking type stuff, you know, Ooh. just fresh made boudin, fresh made everything. It's made in store every day. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. It's that's called awesome, the Cajun bro. Market. It's lovely. It's, it's incredible. Such good food. So that's awesome, you know, bro. I was just like, oh, yeah, I got to go. I was in that area. I was like, we're going. Let's go that's there. great, man. That's, so, that's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you want to? So you? So let's. So let's throw out some shout outs. Uh, yeah, we had a lot. I had a lot of people reach out to me, uh, and probably reach out to you as well. They said they loved the show. Uh, I brought you on, and you know, and I'm happy that I we were able to get you on and make you now the permanent co-host. Hey, hey! <laughs> All right, that's good news. I like so, that. So like yeah, I mean, obviously we're the permanent co-host, anyways. <laughs> But I uh, just want to shout out Strangler Steve King. You know, yeah. he reached out to me. We're going to try to get him on the episode. He's a huge Discovery fan. So, all right. So, I basically messaged him. I was like, bro, just wh- whatever your favorite Discovery episode is, let us know and we'll go from there. Uh, Stevie Richards, uh, shout out to Big Stevie Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was taught he lo- he's a huge fan of Enterprise and I love Enterprise too. I know you like yeah. Enterprise too, Brian. I do, I do. So hopefully we can do something with Stevie, maybe a watch along and yeah. try to dissect what Enterprise represents. Because Enterprise really is here's the thing, is Enterprise is it a documentary? Mm. Do we really have Alien Console right now telling us you guys aren't ready to, to do this? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, it was good talk. I, I got to be in a little bit on the Friday locker room with Stevie, throwing a little bit out there. We were talking about the Bell riots and how we, yep. we were talking about you know the stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I said, man, this is like the Bell riots right before we get to Star Trek. And you know, exactly. he made some great points about the utopia. Like he's like he's like he's weary. He's like he likes it, but he's weary of it because it's mm-hmm. socialism. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's some good points, man. He's got some good deep points on he stuff. Is, so, yeah. no, you know, no. I definitely you know do that. And just uh, we had a lot of people just reaching out. Um, and we'll talk about our social media that we've got now for everything at the end yeah. of the show. You gotta leave that oh, tease. Yeah. You gotta live that tease. You gotta stay exactly. to the end of the show. I you know. Want to exactly. find out, talk to us. Get the emails going. Get your <laughs> shop thoughts in, and all that kind of stuff because. You know, we're not gonna do it now. You know, no, that's no. the main event. That's the main event. No, no, no. We got to listen. We can get all our shit in now. We have to. Right. You know, we yeah. gotta. We gotta work towards. It. We gotta work towards the main event. 
Right. So. It is now time for the news of what's going on in the wonderful world of Star Trek. John, yes. you have you have been on this. You know what's going on. John, inform me what's going on because I've been so freaking busy lately that I haven't had a chance to pay attention. So right. Yeah, well, so we're calling this the ship's bulletin so that because you know every time news comes about, someone comes on over the overspeaker and gives everything what's going on, kind of like we saw in the first remake of Star Trek where Pavel Chekhov and is trying to explain what's happening. So this is the ship's bulletin on some of the things that have happened this week in uh in Star Trek news. So I think the biggest one that happened this week is that Zachary Quinto was on different news and uh, interview sites. And he said he is still on board for doing Spock in Star Trek four. They want to do another one. The crew is ready. The cast is ready. They're kind of just kind of get everything figured out and worked out. And so I thought that was huge because, you know, the JJ Abrams thing and everybody complaining this and that, but like the fact that he came out and said, I want to play Spock. I still want to do it. Let's keep going. You know, it was like, Wow. Okay, because mm-hmm. I thought it was dead. Because you know, you heard Pike had uh, yeah. Christopher Pike had walked off. You heard uh, Hemsworth had walked off, um, and they weren't happy with it either. But I think it just shows the power of Trek that people really want to do it. They have a love for these characters, mm-hmm. and it was just real interesting. And I mean, the way Quinto spoke um, about the Spock character, you know, you're like, man, okay, we need to at least, if nothing else, let's do something with him as Spock and forget everybody else. Maybe he comes forward and does some things. So exactly. that was the that was the first big news. I think the biggest news of the week was that he came out so on board with this, yeah. and it's been so you know, dead in the water, I think. So who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll see him turn around yeah. the, the franchise. Well, I mean, here's the thing with, with Quano. I mean, Quano's a, he's a big name actor. So for him to come out and basically say, listen, you know, I want to do Spock because he, he saw what Leonard Nimoy was able to accomplish in his career. I mean, listen, all Leonard Nimoy's got to do is just hold up, like live long and prosper. And that's it. Everyone goes crazy. They know exactly who he is. He's a household name. And Quinto knows that he knows that he can make money off of this with the conventions that he can do whatever. If he plays in a movie, that's it. He's his career is set. And I think that's, and I understand Hamsworth can these big name actors, but guess what? You don't need these big name actors. I mean, you know, you can get good actors to get in there. People who grew up watching star Trek, they know what star Trek's about. They can go in there and really give a good performance because so before, when the original series came out, who was William Shatner? Who was Leonard Nimoy? Who were yeah. these people? Who are you people? I don't even know who you are. Who were these people? Exactly. Nobody knows. And they were able to forge a career with that and became household names. Yeah. So, but I that that's 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 kind of I'm hoping that's where the franchise will go because because the same thing with like Discovery. You know, a lot of a lot of actors on Discovery. Who knew about some of these actors on Discovery, on Discovery, on Picard? I mean, they've really come out and shown their love for for Trek. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, hopefully, some people in Hollywood will stand up like, you know what? Let's let's do this. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree, and I think I think that just is going to continue more. And I think part of that too is because right now, to our next news point is you know Discovery season one. It's been airing. It started September twenty fourth for a limited run mm-hmm. um, because 
the October 15th is the new is season three starting. And so the CBS has said, you know what? We're making this limited run of season one. You can watch it on over air. You're not watching the CBS. Wow. You're on network. It's been okay. on since wow. September 24th. Uh, which I think was a Thursday or something like that, and it's later. Uh, and it's supposed to be like a, like eleven o'clock, I think your time, or I don't know. It's Eastern time, which I don't understand. Central time is the best time. <laughs> I mean, our news is at ten. Everything's at nine. So it's like you know, it's the last thing before news comes on. I think if I remember correctly. So whatever time it is for y'all, uh, you know, I think it's ten nine Central. Uh, okay. So it's that last thing before it's uh, it's like two, but your lead in is like. Big Brother or whatever these reality shows are, and then you've okay. got Star Trek Discovery, which is huge because it's, it's putting Star Trek on network TV again. It's back. I mean, yeah, on network TV. It's been exactly. in syndication for so long. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you count UPN or whatever, you know, when you know, Voyager mm-hmm. and then Emprise. They were young, they were cool, they were a little bit crazy, but don't call us the baby network. I, I, I call it syndication to me, yeah. but like this is CBS main network. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Star Trek on. So, hey, if you haven't, if you don't have access to CBS All Access, you can't afford it. This is a good way to get your feet wet, to see Discovery. Right. Make your judgment for yourself. Don't listen to what we say exactly. because you and I have our opinions on it. Yeah. Take it for yourself. If you like it, if you love Trek, Trek, you're gonna like it. It's mm-hmm. it's still Trek, and uh, you know that is I think the important part is you see exactly. it, you experience it, and it's on network TV, guys. If we can give those numbers to it, man, maybe they'll bring the se- the rest of the seasons and make it a yeah. concurrent thing. You know that would be great to have it on so. network TV. No, yeah. definitely, and you know I like Discovery, so I didn't. I mean, I did. I enjoyed it mm-hmm. immensely because it's Trek. Mm-hmm. it's 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 track it's 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 consumable it's 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 just awesome so i hope i hope everyone's out there enjoying it i actually had a he was a he's a he's a sports personality in washington dc and he's actually on a pretty big uh uh sports talk radio show with uh his name is steve solomon mm. he works with uh, uh steve zabin now in dc and okay you know and i um I've been a I've been a, a fan of his and a follower of his for for a while, and you know we tend to uh, we tend to talk and stuff. And when I told him when he found out I was doing a, a Trek podcast, he goes, "Dimitri, I love Star Trek." He goes, "I'm going to watch Discovery." I was like, "I said, Steve." The guy's name is Steve Solomon. I was like, "Steve," mm-hmm. I said, "Watch it. Let me know what you think, and I'd love to have you on the podcast." And there's another guy, and he's got a pretty he's got a pretty big following too. I mean, when yeah. he was. He was let go from his job due to the pandemic. Mm. They had the network literally had hundreds of thousands of people write in saying, "Bring back, bring back Steve Solomon." So mm. he's a pretty big following. He's a, and plus too, he's a funny guy too. So yeah, no, I think yeah. he would. So yeah, and and uh, Lance Archer is a big Star Trek guy, and he likes Discovery. Yeah, yeah. So, there we go. Uh, there we go. Hey, so, hey, we've got some guest guys that we can. We got guests lined up. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna get started. We just gotta start hitting those phones and start getting yeah. them, you know, set up. But guys, so you know, pay attention. You never know. We might drop somebody yeah. on here and get you to hear some perspective from a different exactly. person. Yeah. Um, and because Trek is universal. Let's be honest. Exactly. I mean, it is. 
really, you know, wrestler, sports broadcaster, mm-hmm. you know, businessman, nonprofit worker. We're all different doing different things, but mm-hmm. we have one thing in common. We love Trek. And that's exactly. really that's what I think I love about Trek. It's so unifying in the yeah. aspects of it. When you watch it, you see the unity, you see that. And it's like, man, I, I hope we can get there. And I think that's where the fame yeah. comes from. It comes from that aspect of it. So mm-hmm. that's that one. All right. So the next one, this is more Star Trek rumor. It says, so I don't know if you've been watching Lower Decks, uh, which is the cartoon show that they have on All Access. I've been trying. I, I watched the first like few episodes of it. It was, it was, it was funny, but then it just got kind of, it got kind of stupid after a yeah. while, but uh, you know, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I hear it's good. I hear good and bad things about it. I've been watching some breakdowns yeah. of it. And I'm kind of interested in it, but supposedly in the next episode there, they're bring John, uh, John DeLance who played Q is supposed to be oh, in okay. the cartoon episode as Q. And the producers have maybe let slip that he might be in the next season of Picard. Oh, oh I was like, that's good. That's good right there. I mean, you have to bring back Q for Picard. I mean, Q and Picard are yeah. one, of the, one of the best things that uh, on Next Generation. Yeah, he was, which is like you know, I love that you they they used him sparingly after that, but like like in Deep Space Nine, every captain had their reaction to him. like exactly. you know, you know, Cisco punched him in the face, and he's like, "You're not Picard," because like, that never was. You know, what I mean? it's just like, yeah. and then Jane May just she had no time for him whatsoever. Dude, that was, was, I, yeah. I I love that he's like. Catherine, I want you to have my child. Get yeah. the hell out of here. Yeah, it's like what? No, no way. You know, so no yeah. I, so, which you know, to me, Picard and Q. I mean, that's how they started the the series of yeah. Next Generation. That's how they ended it. And he mm-hmm. was just intermittent, inter, you know, intermixed all between. And he wasn't really in as much in many episodes as there were. You'd think. No. But he was such a looming figure yeah. with it. And every time he popped up, there was something different, something unique that he was bringing to the episode, some kind of twist. And so I think doing this for Picard is going to be a really cool thing, you know, just oh, to kind of you know, bring some some pop to it. You yeah. Know? And maybe, because, yeah. yeah. Because okay. that's the thing is like, Picard has so many people around him, you know, Beverly Crusher and, and Will Riker and Deanna and such a cast around him. And Q came in. And was just that. Uh, I guess I guess you would call it like in Cajun food. We have you know you got the little extra sauce pecan, that little extra you know spice into it. It's mm-hmm. that little bit of thing that just gives it that kick, and mm-hmm. that's what Q would do. He'd come in and give it that little kick to make it yeah. you know really interesting and intriguing. And so that's kind of I'm looking forward to that. Really, oh, so am I. So be true. If it's true, if it's true, I they say it's a rumor, but mm-hmm. I mean, if one of the producers of the show has said it, mm-hmm. I mean. You know, I, you got my money. I'm gonna watch. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, I, I I got it. So I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch it too. And I'm interested to see what they're gonna do now the next season. Are they gonna? So if you bring back Q, you know, to me, I love. I I know some 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 Trek fans didn't like it, but I loved. Uh, oh God, oh it got Troy's uh, Troy's mother. Luxana. Oh, Luxana Troy. Luxana That's, Troy. I love Luxana Troy. Yeah. She, but you know Roddenberry, Gene Roddenberry's wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was the voice yeah. of the computer, too. I mean, you know. Yeah, she was, yeah. Counselor Troy, are you getting any telepathic impressions from that spatial anomaly? I'm sensing 
Someone tying me down to a bed? Oh, uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, probably nothing. We should uh, probably just uh, change course. A man in a nipple bra and crotchless panties? Oh, uh, 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 Data, uh, how, how are you coming on in your quest to understand humans? He's pouring lemonade on my face. Uh, Jordy, uh, uh, Jordy, how much um, uh, how much uh, gas? Uh, do we have? Um, are we uh, good on uh, gas? Wait a minute, that's not lemonade. I'll be in my ready room. Well, I obviously they can't bring her back because she's dead. But <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I mean, they've got her voice, so she. You yeah, know. they got her voice. If they bring back like an like an actress similar yeah. to her, but, yeah, and I mean, and then, I mean, if nothing else, she can continue to be the computer voice, you know. Exactly. So yeah. Well, that's... But did you also know she played Nurse Chapel in the original yes, series? Yes, in the original series, yeah. 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 I mean, there's that too. So, I mean, she, I mean, I don't want to sound crass, but she got around as far as the Star Trek. You know, that's the thing I like about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. They'll reuse people in so many different mm-hmm. places. Jeffrey yeah. Combs, you know, just oh how he passed around. It was so good in everything, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, you know, uh, you know, just the different people they would use and they would put them in different things and they could play those different characters. It was so good. Yeah. You know? you know, oh, no, so, unbelievable. Yeah, and that's why I look forward to, to the next series of Kadhar with Q to see if, like, how they interact and how they mm-hmm. work and enter the story. So, all right, next one. we got another one. It's uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is okay. – it, it's going to be the new series that's coming out after Discovery. It is the Enterprise run by Pike. So Anson Mount did such a good job of Discovery – <clears throat> they have confirmed that they will be starting filming soon. Beautiful. With, with everybody, with Spock, with all that kind of stuff. It's going to be great. Strange. New. Worlds. You asked. We listened. It's happening. Wow, I'm so glad I finally get to share this news with you guys. Speaking just for myself, I have never received more love from a fan base than I have from the Star Trek family. Without you... This wouldn't be happening, so thank you so much. I can't wait to put on that gold Starfleet uniform and deliver number one right along Captain Pike and Spock. It is a huge honor. And it means even more for us to be able to announce this right now at a time when so much of the planet is hurting. The ethos of Star Trek is so curious and welcoming and unifying. And we're going to get to work on a classic Star Trek show that deals with optimism and the future. Here we go. I can't wait. And I guess there's only one more thing to say. Hit it. So, I'm looking forward to it. Anson Mount was awesome as Pike. Spock, uh, Gregory Peck, son, uh, I forget his name, as Spock. Uh, uh, And then, of course, uh, Rebecca Romaine. Ethan Peck. Ethan Peck. Yeah. Ethan Peck as Spock, and then mm-hmm. Rebecca Romaine is number one. Yeah, it was good. I can't wait to see what the Enterprise Pike looks like, you know, because Kirk was so different. Yeah, and so we've never had that. We know that there have been other captains before Kirk, mm-hmm. and Pike was the one right before, and it'll be interesting to watch him now that we know that he knows what he's going to end up like. You know, that's yeah. one of the things, all right? Yeah, so, how does that affect? how he runs his captain. So is he going to be like balls to the wall? Like, this isn't going to kill me. I know how I die. So it's like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. So is it going to be balls to the wall? Just fuck it. Let's go do whatever we want kind of thing. Or is it going to be, well, no, I'm still going to be, cause you know, like they said, you weren't here because you were the best of us. So is he still going to be the best of them? Mm-hmm. Is he still going to be the, the standard bearer for the Federation? 
Yeah. I'm interested to see that and, and what it'll look like. So, yeah. yeah. And then it's going to have, still have that 1960s look to it. You know, when they brought it in, with the Enterprise of Discovery, when we were on that ship a little bit, mm-hmm. they, it had that 1960s original series feel to it. But, you know, mm-hmm. I liked that too, that nostalgia aspect. It'll yeah. be great. It'll be definitely, great. It definitely will be. And by the way, a, a lot of the buttons on the on the new Enterprise that was featured in Discovery, and it's going to be in Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. They called up the guy that built the, uh, I don't know if I told you this or not, they built the, the guy that built the original um, uh, replica set in Ticonderoga, New York. Right. They called him up to get extra buttons and really? design plans. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That is very yeah. cool. So they're yeah. keeping it as authentic as possible. That's, they are, that's yeah. Sweet. So. That's sweet. All right. So we got one more news item uh, tonight, and it is that Avery Books, Avery Brooks had his birthday October 2nd. Happy yeah. birthday. Happy birthday from the Academy to Captain Cisco Avery Brooks, which actually kind of works out because we're talking about one of the best episodes of DS9, mm-hmm. a very heavy Avery Brooks Captain Cisco oh, episode. Yeah. So we're going to transition into our watch-along kind of breakdown of In the Pale Moonlight. I don't know if anybody knows that episode. It's DS9. It's season six, about, I think, episode 14, 15, kind of mid-season, yeah. a little bit further down, 17. But, I mean, they it's basically just the, the Federation is getting their ass kicked. God, it's yeah, so yeah. bad. I mean, and, and, uh, and so um, – and so, if we, if you don't mind, we'll start with the part. I mean, in the beginning, it's Lucy Cisco. He's talking to us, and you've never seen a captain's log where the captain is looking directly at the audience, and yeah. all of a sudden you are sucked in because mm-hmm. he's emoting like nobody's business. He's explaining what happened in the last two weeks. You can tell there's something going on, and he's it's troubled. It's on his mind, and he's mm-hmm. just he's being human. And you're just like, what's going on? What? And then, oh, this is the captain's log. Okay, wow. He's like, I just got to get this off my chest. You know, so I'm going to say it. And he starts recording his captain's log. And he, he's so out of it. He couldn't even remember the date. Yeah, you know, at the beginning. You know, he's so put out of sorts. He's just so troubled by everything. He's like, what day? Oh, man, okay. Wow, two weeks. I can't even believe it's been two. I mean, like that, you know, I mean, I don't know if, you've ever experienced hurt like that where you're just, you're so out of it. You can't even remember the date or the time, you know, that is, yeah. it's powerful, yeah. man. Something you know? weighing on his mind. Something yeah. That he did and, that. He regretted. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that this is going to be a heavy emotional episode just from the start. They start yeah. off that way. It's going to be deep. And so, okay. and then we see that in the beginning here that it's starting with the, the fact that he says every Friday, he has to put out the weekly list of the people who've been the casualty list. And it's become kind of a grim tradition because they see friends and family who have died and you oh. just, you're seeing the crew break. Cause they're like, they know people and they're, mm-hmm. they're talking about these people. Like, uh, you know, Jed Zia talks about a captain that she knew that they were in Academy together and Cisco yeah. knew people and, and Bashir. And they're just like, yeah, I lost so-and-so. I lost. So-and-so. And I mean, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Tough. Yeah, because they're just getting waxed all over the place. And yeah. you hear part of the problem is, you know, somebody was over patrolling the, the Romulan neutral zone area and they figure the same thing. You know, they said they're missing. And they said, well, we know what happened. The Jim Kanar yeah. came through Romulan space and they attacked the Federation ships and took them out. And that's what happened. There's no, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and they're like, 
You know, so it's frustrating because they're like, they just get to walk right through Romulan space, mm -hmm. un, you know, protected and not having anything going on. And you can see the frustration because of the loss that they're having. Yeah. And they feel hopeless. After telling me in no uncertain terms that he would expose this vile deception to the entire Alpha Quadrant, he got back in his shuttle and headed home. There didn't seem to be anything more to do. So I went back to work. Two days later, I got the news. No one for me today. I had one. Maria Tatalia, wounded in action. Friend? Friend of a friend. I actually only met her once. I don't think she'd remember me. Friend of a friend between the two of us. Well, I know it sounds a bit strange, but I'd say we're off to a pretty good start today. Captain. We just received word from Starfleet Intelligence that a Romulan shuttlecraft carrying a high-ranking senator has just been destroyed. Which senator? Senator Vrenak. He was returning to Romulus from a diplomatic mission to Saqqara when his shuttle exploded. The Tal Shiar are investigating, but preliminary reports point to sabotage. They believe that the Dominion is responsible. The Dominion assassinated a Romulan senator. On a diplomatic mission. That changes everything. It could even bring the Romulans into the war. Excuse me. You know, and then, um, you know, we we see later the idea of joining the Romulans joining the war is actually inspired by Jadzia. Yeah. She'd be like, you know, she was like, oh, so what if, you know, what if the Romulans did join the war? You know, and she says it as a passing comment. But later on in, in the next scene over, we see we see Jadzia and Cisco role playing. Of mm -hmm. how do I get them involved? Exactly. You know, she starts playing the Romulan, and he's they're role playing it. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, how do we do this? How do we how do we get them involved? Because really, if you have the Klingons, the Romulans, and the Federation, the three major powers in the Alpha Quadrant, you know, really can the Dominion stand? You know, with them, you know, having access, you know, blocking access to the wormhole, mm -hmm. and not being able to you know, get reinforcements and they're having to do with what resources they can through Cardassia. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to make it harder, you know? And so, you know, and the thing though, man, I mean, you know, Jed, uh, uh, Terry Farrell played Jezia so well and how she can yeah. switch, you know, she, she starts being a, a, a Romulan Senator mm -hmm. and, and you start being a Romulan. And all of a sudden you kind of hated her for a second. Like, <laughs> she's kind of, she's being exactly how a Romulan would say, you know, like, well, it's yeah. only in my best interest, you know. Why does it matter that a few of your ships get busted up? You know, well, and just, you know, and you're just going, "What the fuck?" You know, you know how I feel about the Romulans, right? Yeah, uh, fuck so, the Romulans, yeah. fuck the Romulans, fuck those assholes. <laughs> sorry, MSG, that's probably spiking a little bit on the. Huh? <laughs> I said, "Sorry, MSG, we probably spiked the audio a little bit." A little bit. I'm, I'm also too to throw a shout out to. Uh, the Man Beast. I'm drinking some uh, bourbon, waiting for your bourbon podcast, which is going to come out in like 10 years from now. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, he's got to drink all the bourbon before he can do the podcast. Obviously, obviously. Right, right. I mean, if he's going to do it right. So, exactly. yeah. Shout out to Dr. Ted, Dr. Ted. No, uh, you know, and so that's where, that's what I loved about this episode. There's so much deep, uh, you know, emotion. And, and Terry Farrell, the way that she just transitioned between the, you know, being the Romulan to being, you know, back to Jadzia, mm -hmm. it's just powerful because it, it, it made Cisco realize I've got some work to do. How do I go about doing it? You know, and so, um, you know, like I, I think I put it here in my notes um, that the Romans are basically being dickheads. 
you know, you know, they're, they're, always, they're always dickheads. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's the thing about Rodney. They're never up front. They're always kind of in the shadows. They're mm-hmm. always waiting and work and, and waiting to pounce at your weakest. That's just, that's just how they operate. And so like the CIA. Yeah, really. I mean, and I mean, they're like the CIA, but then they have the Tal Shiar, which yeah. is even worse. You know, I mean, Oof. it's just kind of, you know, crazy yeah. on that yeah. aspect, which that later ties in later down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after they've joined uh, in later episodes of DS9. Um, and so, you know, for me, the, that Cisco knows he has to do something almost underhanded to do it. Big and time. he can't do it. He can't do it. So who does he no. go to? Who does he know? Who does he know? Our Taylor friend, Garrick. Our Taylor friend, Mr. Part Garrick, Master Spy. Former member of the Obsidian Order. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Goes to Mr. Garrick, right? And he's going just for he's trying to get information from Cardassia. Exactly. You know, he doesn't really intend like maybe you have a contact or two, or you know, maybe he's still alive and mm-hmm. he says, Okay, I'll see what I can do. And um, you know, and then we go to this confessional, you know, we come back to the confessionals, and I mean at major points. We cut to the confessionals where Cisco's just pouring out, you know, and they said it was a long shot, but I thought it could work. I thought we could make this happen. Mm-hmm. And we see his feelings and we see his hopes, but they're slowly fading away, mm-hmm. you know, little bits because he comes back to Garrick and he says, Mr. Garrick says, you know, basically their security is very efficient because everybody I talked to was dead within a day of me talking yeah. to you. You know, and so Cisco is like, oh, crap. OK, well, what do we do? And that's when Garrett comes up with the plan. You know, they're going to get this apolitic rod. They're going to put, you know, they're going to, you know, he's got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. I mean, I don't know if you, how many times. Everyone's got a guy. Everybody's got a guy. Everybody, I'm sure in business you hear somebody go, hey, I got a guy. Let me help you out with this. I got a guy. I know somebody. I know somebody. I know somebody. I know somebody. So, you know, Garrett knows somebody to get a, a genuine Cardassian optolytic rod. He knows somebody who can forge, you know, everything. I, I can get it done. I can get it done. And so Cisco is really reluctant about it. Um, but the Federation keeps getting hit. He keeps having to release these casualty lists. And he's like, okay, I've got to do something to get the wrong ones on board. And so and he when he meets with Garrett and he forms that plan, you know, it's like he knows he's going downhill. I mean, big time. big time. I mean, he well, at least Garrett put it in a way where he knows it's downhill, but it's not terrible because he does have to get Starfleet permission, mm-hmm. you know. And so he does do that. He keeps it quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, and, and of course, Starfleet would totally uh, do away with all their morals and values because war is war and they need to win the war and they're getting their yeah. ass kicked. So yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, and. I, that's why I try to tell people, I say, listen, I said, war is hell. War is war. Yeah. And stuff is done. Just horrible, horrible things are done during the war or trying to get people involved into a war. It is just awful, terrible things that have been done. And that's all been done all throughout history. And yeah. I thought, and once again, as we keep going to this episode, it really, really showcases how it's done and yeah. it's it's kind of sickening whenever when i watched the first time and the second time i was just like just unbelievable yeah it really is it's just you know the things that we'll do mm-hmm. you know 
the, to justify or compromise our beliefs or morals so that we can make something fit in what we want in, in need. Exactly. Yeah, it's really, it's really deep. So they mm -hmm. form the plan. He has to get in, in you know, gets uh, certain things uh, justified in Starfleet, like get, bringing in Tolar, who was a criminal who yeah. was under, you know, he was, he was at the Klingon, you know, prison camps. He's getting ready to, you know, they execute him. He said, they would say that every day. Just to mess yeah. Him. Well, it's the Klingons. And they bring, yeah, yeah, because it's the Klingons. It's, what, the you know, Klingons. it's okay, whatever they want, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Whatever. So they bring Tolar in, and he's mm -hmm. very thankful, and he's, but, you know, Cisco says, you can't do anything, don't be stupid. But Tolar really knows he's got Cisco over a barrel, because then oh, we see God, him, yeah. he goes to Quark's, and he just causes all kinds of hell. You know, I mean, you know, just he pulls out a knife, he stabs Cork after trying to hit on a girl, and he goes, "Yeah, but I'm Captain Cisco's friend," you know, you know. And Cisco wow. goes, "Oh, Jesus, fuck right. me!" Yeah, what, and he has, he what has am I tell, doing? Yeah, what am I doing? And he has to tell Odo, "Look, he's important for something. Starfleet, you know, security, very mm -hmm. essential. I can't have him here. Mm -hmm. I can't show him on record." And he goes, "Okay, but you're going to have to convince Cork." Because he stabbed Cork, and Cork yeah. would press charges, and then Cork knows he's got Cisco over a barrel. He basically gets Cisco to bribe him, you know, to keep everything quiet, and just you know hammers him on the deal. Because Cisco, what else is he going to do? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and then you know, really, the thing I love about Cisco is that he he goes to this other his next confessional, and he's just justifying everything. That oh he's yeah. Doing. He's he has just, to. He has to. He has and, to. Yeah. That. Um, that. But uh, hey, the plan's still going forward. We got to do this. We see him just get all up in Tolar's face. He makes Tolar think he's going to kill him. Mm -hmm. And then you know that uh, that in order to get the like they they've got everything they need, but they need biomimetic gel now Jeez. to to get the opalitic rod, right? And that's Which, some bad stuff. Yeah, he said, this is highly regulated. I can't just get it. I, mm -hmm. and he wanted like 200 liters. And he's like, look, you know, it was because it could be used for anything. It was, mm -hmm. used, as we know, in Voyager um, uh, to be neuroprocessing and make the ship process faster, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they said he could build for biological weapons because we see him order Bashir to get him 85 liters. And he mm -hmm. says, look, he's getting 85. That's what he's getting. And so they said, okay. And he orders Bashir, and Bashir is just laying out. Well, this could be used for this. Now he goes, look, I don't care. I'm giving right. you an order. You, you don't get to ask me what to do. And if we see that this is where Cisco wasn't very military a lot of the time. But when he did, he had such that authority, you know, that when he would give it, he would give that order. And he'd give it in a voice in such a way that you're like, okay, yeah, no, he's the captain. Because he was yeah. like, no, you are going to do this. I am your captain. You are a subordinate officer. You will get this done. I don't have to justify having myself. I need this, and you will have it packed, and you will have it ready to go. And you see Bashir is just not happy, and he does it anyway. But, you know, once again, it's Cisco. He, does, he, 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 he justifies giving it away, you know. Okay, well, I didn't yeah. give him 200 liters. I only gave him 85. So he's not necessarily going to be getting everything he needs. It'll be okay. You know, and we're just seeing that he's just – Slowly, just building it over and over again, and and uh, him, he's just getting darker as a person. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just you're seeing it just wear on him and become darker. And then, um, so they they he goes, he sees 
the hollow program, the final thing, they put it on the optolytic rod and, you know, everything looks like it's going to be great. Now he's got to con a con man, as they say. <laughs> Good you know, luck. Yeah, he's got to play poker with a Romulan, you know, mm-hmm. all that, you know, which is that's I don't I don't it's so cool. You got a Romulan, they it's they only a few people know he's coming in. The ship is cloaked, it lands on the pad, comes down, still cloaked, all of a sudden it pops out because they're trying mm-hmm. to keep it super chill. And they got Zenderberg Raytac coming in. And uh, you know, this guy is just arrogant upon arrogant. He is Romulus personified. You know, yeah. just just his his the dickhead. Way, yeah, he <laughs> really is. He's straight in, just walking on and just yeah. surveying everything, and just yeah. you know, they have a conversation, and yeah. um, you know, you know, after oh, and that's what I, I loved. Uh, but, but right before that, after they see it, they put on the athletic ride. You know, Cisco just getting into our space, and he was like, oh, "Okay, I can go now." He's like, "No, you're not going unless it's past the scrutiny. Because if not, mm-hmm. and he just gets." physical with yeah. Tolar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just we don't see that a lot with no. captains. We see that he's just bubbling over. So yeah. So no. then he's trying to convince a serial liar other than a liar is true. You know, he's <laughs> going to the confessional saying he's I gotta do this. And he arrives just oh God, Ray Tech is just hammering yeah, out. He's just hammering out with like mm-hmm. you know, you're like, wow, can I like this guy any less? He's just just being a straight dickhead to Cisco and everything. They're talking about the war and he's just like, yeah, well, your ships get messed up. What's no big deal for me. They're not doing anything to me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when they transition to this uh, Romulan, this Romulan L. It's just, uh, it's not, oh, yeah. it's missing like, spice. And, yeah. Yeah. He's just like, it's just it's I, almost good. It's almost yeah, good. Yeah. It's almost good. But the more I drink it, the more yeah. I, I'm beginning to like it. Yeah. You're you like fucking arrogant piece of shit. <laughs> I know, right? That's like yeah. it's like uh, you know, like someone's getting getting your olive oil and going, you know, this is nice, uh, but it just doesn't have that store bought quality to it. And you're like, yeah, exactly. Go oh, fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, this is good shit. You, can, you just don't know what real shit is. You've been exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you know, and then he he plants a seed for the hollow program to Vernac, and then he's like, "Oh, really? Well, I mean, I'd have to see it, of course." And he mm-hmm. does, and he takes it for verification. And then we cut to Cisco, and he's looking more broken at this next confessional. He's just he's like, "I'm hoping this passes," and I just I want this is the way I want it. To, you know, I'm hoping exactly. to bring yeah. him into the war. And then, dude, they cut to that next scene. He walks into Raytac and. The way he says it, it's a fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's just yeah. so pissed and arrogant. And he's going to take this yeah. back to Romulus and he's going to expose them. And he's just going to. And Cisco at that point looks just devastated. Because now, because now the Romulans going to join the war on the side of the Dominion now. Yeah. And, it, and if they do that, it's, it's, over. it's, it's, it's over. That's it. And it's over. And, He's like I, I gambled and I lost, but, 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 but he has a trump why, card. Well, and he doesn't know he has a trump card. That's exactly. the thing. That's the thing, and that's yeah. why. But like, you know, I don't know, this this is so beautiful the way it plays out. So you know, and it's the fifth confessional. He's just broken after the mm-hmm. fake thing, and when it's he's like, oh, you know, he's just we lost, yeah. and, and he's he just is expecting. It's like that thing where you lie and then you get caught, and you have that deep 
pit in your stomach feeling. I feel like that's what was happening with, with Cisco. He just had that deep, you know, like you are in deep shit kind of feeling in the yeah. pits of your stomach kind of thing. And so uh, we cut to the next scene. It says Friday. There's another list. But, you know, it's not as many people are, mm-hmm. are on this list that they know. So it's kind of like, oh, it's a good week. I, I didn't really know anybody. Bad, and somebody yeah. like, yeah, like I, it's somebody that I knew, but in passing, a friend of a friend kind of thing. And then Worf walks up. Yeah, but still, people, him, people are still dead, though, man. That's the thing. It's yeah, terrible. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like, well, I don't yeah. know anybody, so it's okay, exactly. yeah. you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, like that's how death is being treated now. It's yeah. no longer that yeah, look at who we're losing, it's who do I know personally? So it doesn't exactly. really affect me. Yeah. You know, so, uh, which is, you know, wow. When you get to that point where you're just going, well, I didn't know anybody this time, so it's a good week, you know. That, but yet you still have a list that's massive, you know. That's, that's how used to the loss you become that, wow, you know, that just says something right there. I mean, I the fact that Jesse is coming in after looking at that list and go, yeah, I only knew somebody was a friend of a friend. And she was like, I didn't know anybody today, too. And they're kind of smiling a little bit. Oh, and Worf walks up. He walks up, and he's like, yeah, so Zenitor Braytac's shuttle exploded. He was coming from... <laughs> This you know conference on this other planet and and it looks like the Dominion's involved, you know. <laughs> and then it just you know scene. And then the next scene is Cisco is pissed. He just oh yeah, for Garrett. He's you see him with purpose walking through the promenade, just mm-hmm. straight there and just going right after him. And he proceeds to just kick his ass, just punch him in the face, verbally mm-hmm. abuse him, and just you know. But it was so powerful. I mean, in that moment. He's like, you know what? I you've betrayed everything that I am, and but Garrick lays it out Lark, that he killed the senator, that he killed Tolar. Because he's like, what about Tolar? He goes, well, we don't have any loose ends, and you know, and I mean, he's just laying it out there for him. And he said, and he shows that Cisco went to him. That's why I love this line because he knew he he would do what he needed to to make it happen. Exactly. He said, subconsciously, exactly. you knew that. That's why you came to me mm-hmm. in the first place. You knew that I would do whatever. Because they talked about the fact that they're going to figure it's a fake. And he's like, no, 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 no. Explosion happens. They're going to think it's damaged from the explosion. And now your Romans are in the war. So thank you. you know. Mm-hmm. And he says the line that just, he says, all it costed was one dead senator, a dead criminal, and a Starfleet officer's self-respect. You know, I think that's a pretty good deal. And Cisco is just Cisco know Cisco knows that Garrick is right. Is right. He's right. He, he nailed Gen- it. Yeah, gentle Garrick makes sure to uh, all the loose ends. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like yeah, that's what a good tailor does. Is what exactly. I, I like to say. Good tailor. Make sure that there's no loose ends on on your yeah. garment. You know, and that's what he's doing here. By he, the- yeah, yeah. But by, by the way, didn't Worf have the quote? Probably one of the best quotes ever in Deep Space Nine, where him and Garrick got into a fight, and Worf beats him, and Worf goes, "You fight well for yeah. a tailor." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love yeah. That. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, there's some such good stuff like when Worf oh, gets yeah. captured, and him and Garrick get captured, and they find an Abertain and Bashir. Bashir mm-hmm. was a changeling. They find out, you know, Martok was a changeling. That whole mm-hmm. episode. Too. Yeah, yeah. Great episode. Yeah. Oh, when they brought on Michael Michael Dorn, just you know, he, he's yeah. such a good actor. He's a great, great actor. Yeah. So you know, and I mean, it was just you know, 
and 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 you see that you see that moment where he realizes, yeah, I kind of kind of knew this is why I went to Garrick. And then we go to that last confessional, and he talks about the Romulans into the war. He talks about his crimes, and so, but the Romulans into the war. He's got his drink, and he's like, and here comes the Federation. We're going to kind of start. Yeah, it looked just like that. A little brown drink. Mm-hmm. Little brown drink, and he's mm-hmm. just sipping on that drink, saying, "When they run into the world, we're going to win." But he tells him about his crimes, and then mm-hmm. he says, "But I would do it again. Would I do it again? You bet I would. You know, because um, you know, he says because this is going to ensure that the Federation stays around forever. And then, then, then the episode ends. He's done everything. He's talked about everything. He's gotten all out at 0800 hours, station time." The Romulan Empire formally declared war against the Dominion. They have already struck 15 bases along the Cardassian border. So, this is a huge victory for the good guys. This may even be the turning point of the entire war. There is even a welcome to the fight party tonight in the wardroom. So, I lie. I cheated. I bribed men to cover the crimes of other men. I am an accessory to murder. But the most damning thing of all, I think I can live with it. And if I had to do it all over again, I would. Garrick was right about one thing. A guilty conscience is a small price to pay for the safety of the Alpha Quadrant. So I will learn to live with it. Because I can live with it. I can live with it. Computer. Erase that entire personal log. And then he goes, computer, delete one. Boom. Oh, so it's never going to go anywhere. Never it's never going to go. Anywhere. It stops with him and Garrett, and that's mm-hmm. it. He got all out, and then he has the computer delete the log, and it's never seeing the light of day. Nobody knows. His friends mm-hmm. don't know. Nobody knows how and why the Romulans came into the yeah. war, or what it took to really mm-hmm. do that. And even Starfleet doesn't really know. No. Like that, that's the thing. They approved him to do certain things, but they would have never approved an assassination of a Romulan senator. Let's that's, be honest. That's kind of what Section 31 would do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is section 31. And I'm and like, I'm going, how is section 31 not going, hey, Captain Cisco, good job. Why don't you come? You know, which, you know, they, they hung with Bashir. But yeah. that was cool. You know, but it, it was, that is, that is section 31. That's who they are. That's Big what time. They yeah. You know, that is not Cisco. That is not Starfleet. That is no. not, you know, what they stand for at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, we're going to be honorable and just and fair, and we're going to, you know, we'll fight if we have to, 
And and we see it's it's just taking them so long to try to catch up. The mm-hmm. Dominion is just so far ahead of us. Like in, yeah. in this in this thing, Senator Vratak says, "Look, they've got cloning pods, you know, where they're just bringing in Jim Hadar by the by the millions, and you oh, yeah. are just losing and losing and losing. Mm-hmm. You know, why would I want to join your losing cause? He sees the writing on the wall that they're losing, and yet, you know." It's one of those things. So he's just like, yeah, I'm going to sit back. Why? You know, it's futile, really. If I can just sit back and, you know, the idea, oh, they would never attack Romulus. You know, that's the, that's the other half of it. You know, you They're so play. arrogant. They're so They're arrogant. So arrogant. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, like, okay, if they take out the Klingons and the Starfleet, what doesn't make you think that they're going to go, you know, and go attack Romulus after that? Because exactly. they took out Two of the big guys. You're the third one. And, I mean, and then you see Garrett, too, you know, playing off, you know, saying – he says the other thing that was really powerful in that when he's getting beat up and Cisco's yelling at him, he's like, look, this is, you know, it's going to look like the Dominion did it. They are going to protest that they didn't, and the Romulans are going to believe them less and less because that's what the Romulans would have done. Exactly. Yeah, and so he played the Romulans on themselves and how they yeah. are. You know, it was just like, dude, wow, wow. That was Cool. It was such an emotional roller coaster, mm-hmm. you know. And if you've never seen any Deep Space Nine, I wouldn't say start with that one. Start watching it, get to know mm-hmm. a little bit of Cisco and who he is, and then you know, if you want to jump to season six and watch this episode in the pale moonlight, God, it is so powerful. It, it is, is really so good. good. Really so good. good. Okay. You know, such a great episode. I love also, it. Also, too, John, for all our conspiracy fans out there. Mm. If you want to know how to make a false flag and try to get another power involved in a war, this is how you do it. Now, when I was watching this and when they had Vritek's ship blow up, there's been there's been some research out there about Pearl Harbor, what got us involved in World War II, because did we know that the Japanese were going to attack? Did we? I don't know, but yes. but England, I mean, like we weren't as arrogant as the Romulans, but England and the rest of Europe needed us to fight in that war. And plus two, we were still in the middle of the Great Depression. FDR's, you know, big social programs weren't working. They weren't. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get us out of that was war. So. If we sacrifice a few sailors at in in, in Hawaii, what's the big deal? It's okay. some old battleships because the uh, the yeah. carriers happened to be out already. They weren't in in the docks. They were already there. You know, you know, and the, I mean, there is. I've seen something saying that they knew somewhat. They didn't have a great idea, but they knew that there was a Japanese fleet out there. They mm-hmm. knew they didn't know where they were going to go. They, yeah. They, so they kind of just sat on it. And that, you know, and we see that I think now in the most recent was like Midway and uh, I think the movie before there was another movie right before that where they yeah. show that they show there's a guy and he knew it was coming. He's telling them the Japanese are coming and they're like, nah, you're lying. They're not going to attack yeah. us. You know, I think it was once again, it was the arrogance of the United States. We yeah. are not touching these things. We're kind of on an island. Yeah. And so even if, yeah, there's no possible way, there's no possible way. And then Japan shows, hey, we can reach out and touch you. And so I don't know if it's a lie hop or my hop event with with Pearl Harbor. I think it was more just an arrogance type thing of, 
oh, it's Japan. They depend on us for oil and gas and all that kind of stuff. They're not going to touch us. You know, their, their, their ambassador was there right before Pearl Harbor happened. And, you know, that's, you know, that's the thing. They gave him the letter to FDR as the attack is happening. Yeah. Now, that's balls right there. Straight up balls. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Did the Japanese send their ambassador there to basically say, oh, no, we want peace, but behind, but, you know, behind yeah. the ambassador's back is the fucking knife that they're ready to stick in, in the back of the U.S. So, yeah, yeah that's, and I kind of got that, 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 that sense of feeling from that. And, it, you know, the, the writers of, the writers of D-Space 9 were just so brilliant, so smart. They were able to take from real world. And they're able to put it into Deep Space Nine, and maybe even some of them were able to predict it of like mm-hmm. what's going on now. And it's just such, and even with all Trek, it's just written so well. Mm-hmm. You know, DC Fontana with the original series, and even DC Fontana writing a lot of the next generation stuff, Gene Ron right. involved with it. And it's just unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. And then Roger Moore and that crew. That came in after DC Fontana. Yeah, you know, the guy who would go on to create Battlestar Galactic, he was on Star Trek. He yeah. he wrote the most next generation, you know. And um, and then we see that aspect of it. But yeah, like, you know, shout out to Ben Hameen on this one. Man, this is a Ben Hameen episode right here. This for, is a heavy Ben Hameen episode. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just our conspiracy father just kind of they're laying out how to create a false flag, how to exactly. make it happen. A lie hop or my hop, as they say, however yeah. you want to look at it. And I mean, he doesn't this, like Star Trek either. So, <laughs> see, and that's the thing. It's like, hey, surprise. Hey, yeah, we're going to, we need to tag Ben Hamid on this one just so he can see it and be like, look, look, look what they're doing right here, showing the, the whole thing of uh, mm-hmm. your your whole thing on, you know, that uh, this, is a, this is a conspiracy theory right here, how to do a yeah. false flag. You know, exactly. really it is. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how you can not look at it any other way. No, you, know? you, you have to. And it's just, yeah. And I know like a lot of people will see it and they'll be like, oh, you know, they'll they won't dive deeper into it. But most people that watch Star Trek, they can see that and they're able to they have an open mind and they're able to like take a deep dive into it and see, you know, oh, my God. This has happened before in real life. Yeah. And it can happen again. It can happen again. And they just showed it right now. Mm -hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So, so that was the episode. Go check it out. Watch it. Uh, do want to, uh, I guess, start promoting our 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 social medias. I guess yeah. now's the time to start doing that. Here we that. go. Here we right. go, baby. You ready? All right. So, if you're on Facebook, I know some people aren't. I know MSG just dropped Facebook, but that's all right. I understand. I don't, I don't want to. But you can go to Facebook. You can type in the at symbol and type in Academy HMG, and it's it'll pop up. It's the Academy with Triple D and JDE on HMG. You'll see our logo. We've got a Starfleet Academy logo up there and the Hami Media Group on the banner. You know, that's how you'll find us on there. We're on Twitter. You can find us there as uh, type in at the Academy HMG. There's going to be a small theme here going on there. And then our email. We've got an email. So you can start emailing us your thoughts, your opinions. If you want shout outs, if you want to talk Trek, give us your opinions on certain things. Tell us about this episode if you've seen it. Give us your take on it. Uh, yeah, you can please. go to, you can type in our email. It's theacademyhmg at yahoo.com because Gmail was being kind of a punk. And so I just went with Yahoo because they're better. So, fuck Gmail. Yeah, yeah fuck, fuck Gmail. Gmail. Fuck Gmail. 
I have a Gmail. But you know, but yeah, so that's how you can reach us. We want to hear your opinions and thoughts on these episodes. Maybe tell us some of your favorites uh, episodes or movies that we can deep dive into those and talk about those. Uh, we can talk about different things. If you've got any news for us, send it to us. We'll yeah, please. We'll, yeah. we'll love to talk. We we are an interactive show. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if you do some good good stuff, like buy some buy some dipping donuts and buy some Brewster's coffee. You buy some, uh, if you buy dipping donuts, you buy Brewster's coffee and you buy some Zordos olive oil, all three, and you show us that you do it. Maybe you can come on the show and talk with us and Why we not? can have a guest. We can have guest speakers, but you got to exactly. do all three. You got to do all you three. Have, you got to do all three. So to all you punk asses out there, get your ass to Rome, New York, dipping donuts, three locations in central New York, the Brewster's coffee also located in Rome, New York. Russo Bro, Dippin' Bro, great coffee. Zerto's Olive Oil, Zerto'sOliveOil.com for all your artisan olive oil needs. Yep, it's gonna be good stuff. You do, you do all three. You show us you've done it. We'll let you on the show. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Favorite episode, movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll get your opinions on stuff. Uh, favorite ship, captain. All that kind of fun stuff. I mean, that's what I mean. I'm such a trekkie on my Fitbit here. I've got it. They got an L card screen. I got an L card screen right there. And yeah. it's got the defiant. Uh, it's got the defiant on there. Yeah, uh, yeah there it is. Let's see. Right there. The oh, it is awesome. Yeah, awesome. dude. Dude, it's great. So, yeah, you can show us your Trek gear, your Trek merch, whatever it is you want to talk about. I got my Star Trek shirt for, for those because we don't have video. But I have a Star Trek shirt. It's the original series cast. But on the bottom, it says Star Wars as like a, oh. like a, it's a giant rib. So, yeah. <laughs> because Star Wars, which is they were Star Trek. That's yeah, exactly. They were. And I mean, I always record in my office. And right behind me, I've got my the, the Kelvin Timeline Enterprise. I got oh, nice. a drone ship and the uh, Franklin right behind me. So, uh, Star Trek is always in my purview wherever yeah. I go. Actually, uh, I'm not gonna lie. Throughout my whole house, I have movie posters from the JJ films. I have a little model of the Enterprise sitting on top of my coffee table, and then I was at my friend's. Um, my friend has a booth at an antique store locally around here, mm. and I don't know who painted this, but somebody painted a painting of the Enterprise E and the Excelsior. And what was, oh God, it was like the purple living creature from the animated series, from the animated series. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's all three of those in, in a painting and it is just unbelievable. Wow. I have that wow. chilling right now inside my family room. I also, I have a few things I have to get. I have to get a uh, frame poster wise. Uh, I, I, because I'm Greek. I was able to find a Star Trek movie poster in Greek. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately, the movie is Star Trek V. Yeah, I know. That hurts my heart a little bit. It, it hurt my heart too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh god. I mean, that's I mean, the one that it's the one we don't talk about, you know. No, it's, no. Yeah, it's the one we don't talk about. That. It's like Voldemort. It's like yeah. we, don't, we don't talk about Voldemort. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about that. Yeah. So we want to hear your stuff. We, you know, we're an interactive show. Uh, we're not gatekeepers. Like I said, uh, we call it the academy because we want you to learn. Uh, exactly. We want you to 
to love Trek even more, go deeper mm -hmm. with your love for Trek. Maybe we teach you something you didn't know. Um, you know, this, you know, from everything I've read, this was Avery Brooks' favorite episode. This has been consistently rated as one of the best, not just DS9 episodes, but one of the best Star Trek episodes oh, yeah. the, the TV series. Oh, yeah. uh, so, I mean, and this is, this is my personal favorite. So, um, you know, we'd love to hear that kind of stuff from you or get ideas of talking about different things that maybe you like, um, you know, so, or, or we're just going to keep talking about the stuff we like. And y'all gonna have to listen to it and deal with exactly. it. So, so exactly. you've got three ways to get a hold of us once more. You can go on Facebook, the Academy of the Triple D and JDE on HMG, or type in at Academy HMG on Facebook. Uh, go to Twitter. You can catch us at at the Academy HMG. Type that in and get us there and follow us and get your information that way. Or you can email the show the Academy HMG at yahoo.com and get a hold of us those ways. Tell us what you're thinking. We want to read your stuff on air. We want to give you shout outs and tell you thanks for being uh, listeners of the show. We know you're out there. We want to hear from you. Let's do it. And let's uh, let's uh, build a good show off of it with all this kind of stuff that we do. And uh, we will have guests. We will have guests. Tell us guests. If you know people, we'll, we'll, I'm not afraid. I'll call anybody out who I want. I'll say, I hey, you want to come on our show? I mean, I'm, I have no shame. I do nonprofit work for a living. I have to talk to regular people all the time. So I'll do it, you know. So let's go. Let's get it. Yeah. Hit us up. Definitely, definitely. And once again, you know, we will be working on those guests. And we name dropped a few big names that we want to bring on. And uh, I'm going to do some research. I'm going to find out where robin curtis is and i think she's as, as i was telling you before john i think she's local mm -hmm. around here in, in syracuse so uh so i had to try to see maybe you never know maybe we might have robin curtis that would be cool star trek 3 i mean i that's that's huge i mean she yeah. did uh, i think it was last year or the year before she spoke at a local community college and it sucks that i couldn't go uh see her speak and it really it really kind of aggravated me a lot. So, but you know, but we will be working on those big name guests, and hopefully, I never know. Maybe Lance Archer might, the Murder Hawk might pay us a visit. We yeah. might get, we might get Stevie kicked, or we might get strangled by the Strangler. So, yeah, hey, you never know, guys. This you is why you need to listen to us every two weeks. You know, it drops here, Hami Media Group. You know, it's. It's my boy, Big John, Captain Cisco's boy. It's me, Captain Zerdos of the USSS Baklava. And guys, <laughs> <laughs> and guys, and, I, and on that note, guys, John, live long and prosper, my friend. You too, my friend. And, and hey, Matty G, MSG, we're going to shout out to him for producing MSG. the show. Yeah, the best it, producer. Oh, yeah, he is. So live long and prosper to him and his new place in Denver. He's killing it, yeah. too. Awesome. So give him some love, too, there. So, But guys... Listen, whatever time you listen to this, guys, the morning, afternoon, night, y'all have a great day and come back two weeks from now and we're going to have something new to talk about. We're not going to tell you now. So go on our, go on all the social media uh, pages that John spoke about and we're going to drop what we're going to speak about that there. Okay, guys, peace out, live long and prosper.
Are you interested in joining our elite roster of sponsors? From now through the end of the year, Hamid Media Group is offering special rates as we continue our exponential growth, as we expect to hit 3 million downloads in the first half of 2021, giving you the absolute best value for you to advertise your company, brand, product, service, or podcast. We encourage you to reach out at Group at gmail.com and ask us how we can give the Hameen Media Bump to you.